which brings us to Sarah. Um, five minutes or so, she's going to share with us what she's identified as must-know information in this age that we are trying to lead culture in hybrid and remote environments. Sarah, it's yours. So uh, about three, three or four weeks ago, I spoke at a uh, managing partners conference um, about the issues, and I came up with seven concepts that I thought that um, they ought to be considering. And it was against a background that that week, uh, the BBC had announced a survey where it predicted 70% of workers would never return to the office full time. And that half of leaders were saying that workers um, staying home would adversely affect both creativity and collaboration. And for me, there was already a disconnect coming out through that BBC survey of what employers wanted and what leaders felt were, were really important. And, and these are my seven thoughts that they're, they're definitely, there's definitely so much more. Uh, the first was the unconscious bias effect that we were going to see where remote employees were not treated the same as those in the office. And there's plenty of research on this already in that um, remote workers tend to end up with lower performance evaluations, smaller raises, fewer promotions than their co colleagues due to this concept of passive face time. Um, you're there, you're given the work. Uh, and also the office working at outside of office hours, if you're there, that's seen as you've been more committed, whereas if you're remote and you're working just as hard, how do you, how do you capture that? Uh, and, and these were things that people hadn't, uh, law firm leaders had not even thought about. And I'll give you in a minute their insight as to what they were seeing within some very large organisations. The second was the dilution of the culture, that which we're talking about today. The impact on the culture as the workforce becomes dispersed, um, that dilution feeling, employees being disillusioned, the um, problems that are being caused by uh, massive movement of workforce, particularly in the UK. We've got a real crisis now um, with over a, a million jobs unfilled. It's becoming a real issue. Um, the biggest um, winners out of this are recruiters. Um, and how is it? How are you going to reinforce that culture, either in the office um, or remotely? Um, and I, I talked to them in, in a little bit more detail about that. The third was the seamless connectivity between those working remotely and those in the office. How do you create that true feeling of belonging when you've got those water cooler moments if you're in the office and you haven't if you're remote? Now, how do you make that much more inclusive? If you are doing meetings where I've done them, where I'm remote and other people are in, you feel that, you really feel it. It's a massive issue. Um, and how are we going to give our employees guidance on how to design meetings and events, both for remote and in person, so that that that, that experience really is seamless. Um, the fourth was transparency, the importance of open communication um, so that those that are remote um, are feel the same as those that are office-based. 
Um, and the lack of open and honest communication has a massive negative impact on morale. And yet 60% of remote workers miss out on important information because it's communicated in person. How, how is that going to be managed um, through the organisation? How is the organisation going to raise its awareness in relation to that issue? The fifth was deep engagement, the value of close working relationships and the need for people to have those relationships. People who have a best friend at work are apparently seven times more likely to be engaged in their job. And that's got nothing to do with the job itself, but the need for those interpersonal relationships and quite deep relationships within our working life. Um, that obviously included employee well-being, making, maintaining the focus on mental and physical health. And most law firms most uh, have already done quite a lot in that, but there's an awful lot more to do. The sixth was the physical office. What's that going to look like? Um, and there's no point having an office should be a place of collaboration not uh, and inspiration uh, sorry inspiration not silent and soulless cubicles and if you think of the open plan office environment that you would see in lots and lots of businesses you've all got these little divides in between them that are soulless um, which do not lend for collaboration they were set up very much for the reverse to give you some space to be able for you to concentrate so what does that look like as we move to a new have we thought about it? Uh, and the last was the collaboration and agility, which I think we've touched on quite a lot today. How do we create an, an environment for effective collaboration? How do we move an organisation into a, a greater sense of agility when you've got people that are in and people that are out? Um, so those were my seven concepts. What I can say is that and, and there are loads more, I'm sure. What I can say is that most of them hadn't thought about most of those things, particularly the slightly more nuanced things about the impact. I also talked to them about the social impact that I could see coming from those lower paid workers who had inappropriate working environments for home working and the legislative effects that are coming particularly from the UK on health and safety, I'm sure they're elsewhere, which will mean that actually an employer will have to say that that environment is not suitable for them to work from home. And how is that going to impact? Most of them were saying it was too early to take any firm decisions. They wanted to take stock. They wanted to have time. Uh, they needed a feeling of control. They were fed up and frustrated and fatigued um, and they wanted they wanted to trust their staff, but they were struggling with a whole range of information being thrown at them of people who wanted to be in, people who didn't want to be in, those people that didn't want to be in at all, those people that wanted to be in all the time. Um, and this concept that the juniors were actually the ones that wanted to come back into the office environment to learn and collaborate. And the seniors didn't. And that was really interesting. So this selfish behavior of actually I'm OK, I, I, my job is not to uh, 
promote the for the benefit of everybody else, the future workforce. The seniors actually did not want to come back in. There were large questions of what does leadership look like in this new world? Um, and, and a feeling that at the start of the pandemic, it was very much a command and control environment because it had to be as we moved very quickly to a new way of working and to gain the confidence to actually move from that into a much more agile environment where we have not seen the end of this yet. And um, we don't have closure on this episode and therefore we're all struggling. 